the Protect Your Neck Podcast, UFC Vegas 59 Breakdown, picks, plays, and whatever else comes our way. Let's go to work. Hot air hangs like a dead man from a white oak tree. People sitting on porches thinking how things used to be. Dark night. It's a dark night. Dark night. It's a dark night. Hey yo, what's up? It's Protecting Neck Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Tom. Analysts work you can find over at MMAJunkie.com as well as the Action Network. But on this year program, the Protecting Neck Podcast. We break down high-level MMA. That's what we're going to do here today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this. Hopefully, it's for the fight. Recording this at my normal time Thursday night, which may change. Hold for the notes. Hold. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to recap everything from top to bottom. Check the timestamps. Shouldn't be too long till we get at it. What's up, Mark Fellows, Jimmy Kudo, Alvin Yakatori. Great to see some of the usuals, the positives, the best, the menches, as my tribesmen and fellow tribesmen may, uh, may refer to y'all as. Uh, Appreciate y'all for being here. I'm going to share the link uh, out right meow, uh, of course, and then we will uh, get to things. So feel free to pop off in the chat. Of course, uh, it is uh, Daniel Tom MMA if you want to join the party on YouTube. Feel free to like and subscribe if you haven't already, if you're listening. Uh, audio listeners on Apple Podcasts and all that uh, all that good stuff. Um, you know, that stuff always helps, the, uh, the, the five-star uh, reviews and all that good stuff, so... If you want to be generous with the five-star ratings and reviews, I appreciate that as well. Um, probably won't read those today, but but um, may do some Amazon reads real quick because again, we don't got a recap, and this breakdown is going to be light. So we, I don't want to say it, but it may be different than normal shows in a good way, a good way time-wise. So we'll see. So I uh, multi-schmask here. I'm breaking down UC Vegas 59. And send. All right. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Always good to see you, Mark Fellows. Hope everything's going with you, my man. Always, always love uh, seeing the beer posts and the positivity. Um, and uh, may, may, may we all send some your way, sir. Jimmy Kudo. Hello, Dan. How are you? Ready to recap and preview two <laughs> dreadful fight cards in a row? Question mark. I know. I'm trying, buddy. Love your show, but the UFC really phoned it in with some bad cards lately. Oh, just just wait, buddy. Just wait. Um, only good ones were 275 in Austin. Yeah, man. Like, I, spoiler alert, I'm going to be kind of light on, on this episode. Um, though I kind of already kind of can see where I'm heading bets-wise, and I will have some takes and studied the fights that I kind of cared about, and we'll give you what I got on those. But yeah, I was like, maybe I should take this week off, man. It's like, it's been crazy. Like, my... my, my computer's got like this crazy like buzzing noise and I've got to like reset my fan I got to reset a lot of things maybe do a system restore which I still haven't done um uh as I'm like fighting off all these like random like uh viruses like uh I had the search marquee one I had the bing one and now I have this like weird like protect go protect whatever that like with gambling sites that get installed like player location app so it's it's been nuts if anyone's got some great advice outside of a system restore feel free to shoot it to your boy 2019 MacBook Pro here. Alvin Yakatori, not all fights are the same. Some never compare or pretend to judge fighters other than they presently. Sometimes we need to look at fighters as human beings and give them value as such. You know, Alvin, that's a great note because uh, amongst reasons why I kind of like, man, maybe this should have been a week to cancel. I'm like, 
you know, aside from, you know, like uh, doing the dip and dodge from uh, different directions of the universe as usual, which we all do. I'm not, I'm not special in that regard. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, dealing with all the, you know, the normal Dan Som stuff you could say for followers of the show. But also with the program, the Train Alta program, they're really pushing down on who wants to fight. And um, I know I promised people that I wouldn't, but like I'm leaning that I want to fight. And, but it's just weird because um, they wanted me to fight someone from the program, which I kind of told everybody I wasn't going to fight him because my experience doesn't match up. Um, so I, I, I don't know uh, if that's going to be the case. The, the, the guy they wanted to set me up with, I, I like a lot and respect. And uh, I think he's like, he's like played like college football and army combatives. So he's... He's an athlete, and he's really he's good. He's got some good striking, some good Muay Thai. Um, but I was like, oh, I like that. I like everybody in the program, man. But uh, that's 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 an issue that we, you kind of got to get over. It's like the tough house. So right now they're matching everybody up. Um, I doing the Dan Tom thing instead of taking you know easy or even appropriate level things. I'm like, hey, can I can I get matched up with with someone someone pretty good or or you know uh, this or that I'm always asking for the harder shit so we'll see I also found out that this might not be sanctioned it's a great program and all but it might not be sanctioned and that's a big deal for me um, not that I don't trust whatever safety standards would be in play but for me it's more for the record I want to risk it for the biscuit I mean we're not getting paid uh, which is ludicrous in itself not that, that we should get paid but just the fact that people lock themselves into a cage and I've done it before uh, you know, for no money is, is extra insane, right? Like, if that's not insane enough, like, for, for me, my, my, my pride and my ego, I want to fix that 0-1 on SureDog, or I don't even know if I'm on a topology. I know I'm on SureDog. I want to fix that amateur 0-1 um, and, and make it go 1-1. I don't want to go in there and still, like, be sporting an 0-1, uh, even if I get the win, right? Like, come on. Um, so, you know, um, we're going to figure that stuff out, though. I will keep you guys up to date. And either way... Um, I think my birthday is this next Monday, August 7th. October 8th is the tentative fight date. So that's eight weeks uh, day after my birthday. So although I'm kind of already in, I want to go for a long run uh, and just zone out. Um, yeah, I guess this is my last week to fuck around, although I haven't really been fucking around too hard. Um, low one nine, Getting in the low mid 190s. And I haven't lost too much weight, but uh, we'll, we'll tighten up some screws. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm coming over the plateau. So that's the long, boring, stupid, careless, no one cares about update from me. Um, and uh, I want to hear from you guys, though. We're going to go to some Amazon. Uh, actually, we won't do, do Amazon reads. But you can go click through the Amazon uh, things at MixedMarshallAnalyst.com. Um, it supports this here website. Uh, there's a PayPal link if you just want to donate to the show since um, I'm too dumb to do a Patreon yet. And uh, but if you want to donate straight up, or if you don't want to spend any money but still support the show, there's like if you shop on Amazon or on it, and these you know questionable sites. Uh, good news is you can do it conscious free and uh, support uh, support me. Uh, you know, with just one extra click, you go to mixedmarshallanalyst.com, toggle to the right, or it should be to your right as you scroll down. Uh, click the link where you want to shop. Do your normal shopping. No extra cost. No extra clicks. Small percentage of your purchase gets kicked back to your, this year's show. reason why I do Amazon reads is because um, Amazon will send me the actual products purchase. None of them send me your information, so don't worry. If you want to buy the Ultra Vibration Max 5000, have a night on the town. Explore some things. Go, about, go ahead about it. I will not call you out, but I will pontificate on your purchase uh, and probably have some fun with the pontificating person. You, you have the fun with the rest. That's for you. Uh, but yeah, buy whatever you want. Uh, long, perverted way of saying that. Buy whatever you want. And um, it, it's, you know, 
It is appreciated. I, I as I'm talking, I actually lied, and I'm gonna pull up uh, link performance here. Whoa. Uh, let's go. Uh, last seven days. How do we do? Done. All right, nothing's coming up. All right, uh, I think it's actually frozen. Okay, you know what? We'll skip that. We'll skip the Amazon reads, but yeah, that's where you want to um, go and do that. Hit the chat, and we'll get to the breakdown here. Um, oh, uh, last last update here as I get to the rest of you guys. Hey, Ghost Phantom 98. What's up, Ghost? Dan is the best person in MMA Junkie. Oh, there's a lot of really good people in MMA Junkie, but I appreciate that. The uh, no, there's 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 I work with some great people, but I I I appreciate the compliment. But uh, you know, I actually was listening to a podcast and they were talking about they're giving love to people from MMA Junkie, as far as um, scoring criteria stuff goes, and my name was not mentioned. And you know, uh, between you know uh, you know. Between you know, little maybe little things like that shouldn't bother me, uh, but kind of, I'm gonna parlay it to, to to the point here, Ghost. So we can all learn and be better here, uh, and to show that I'm I'm no better, man. Because uh, I, I I got caught up going, hey hey, what about you know what about what about me? What about me? Um, what the hell, you know? Uh, but uh, you know, even though uh, I don't disagree with who they gave love to, I just felt like you know your boy maybe maybe deserves a mention. I don't know, you know, two black belts. Uh, on my, on my journey to earn my third, uh, you know, actually fought on my journey to fight again. Um, you know, for everyone that touts conversations with judges, you know, I was listening to my guys, the Couchside Judges podcast, going through the ABC conference recap, and I found myself finishing their sentences, uh, even though I was not there. And I'm like, why am I, how am I finishing these sentences? Oh, because I too spent years talking to not just officials, but like the officials multiple times on and off the air, uh, you know, on, on Sirius XM and other places, whether it was Mark Ratner through MMA Junkie Radio or Big John McCarthy, who loves to punch me in the back every time he sees me at shows, because we've had many conversations about the criteria, but um, I have not had any of those for a while, as I've not been on MMA Junkie since, uh, you know, it went off Sirius, but it, it goes in Georgia, still going strong, by the way, support them, shout out again to my colleagues, the uh, Triple G, uh, the, the Triple G show there on Patreon. If you really want to support them as well, um, but not being able to do that show, it's like, oh crap! I haven't been able to talk to these officials, and as as a lot of my colleagues who I appreciate and they're doing their their part to fight the good fight, uh, encourage other media members to do. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Um, it'd be good, especially with all this criteria talk and that's going on, and even those in the media who do do uh, certain criteria talk, there are certain things that they just don't cover, and when I bring it about to them in DMs, because I, I sure as shit don't get mentioned on those shows, um, as far as the judging criteria stuff goes, uh, let's just say I never really got answers to my, my satisfaction, so uh, I, I finally uh, sat down for over an hour with a major judge, well-respected judge this week, Talked longer than I, I, we, we planned to. It was awesome. There's still plenty that, you know, even when I wrote down things, there's still things that you miss. There's things that you think of post-fact. And as I was talking to this judge, who is also a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, he, he, she, uh, don't want to, you know, um, be too specific with the identity. But we're just talking about, like, the beauty of martial arts, how humbling it is. It's like, you know. Um, some people will do something for like, you know, they'll do like a white belt course for like eight weeks. And at the end of it, most of the white belts think they're okay. I'm ready to roll with anybody now, you know, and you see that in life, you know, there's like, you work a corporate job and there's like a, a conference or something like a select people go to the conference. And even though everybody else is going to eventually go to the conference, like those select people, they come and they just, they just like, or just, you know, uh, you're like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, so I, I you know, 
I'm definitely not going to do that. I definitely don't mean to do that when I'm saying people to go train jujitsu. I'm not trying to like you know shame. It's harder. You know, it's to it, do it, it, prices and stuff. It's it's not easy. So I definitely don't want to come off that way in my own way. Don't want to come off anyway in any kind of high horse here. Um, but yeah, your boy is doing his due diligence and. I'm gonna to have to do plenty more. I'm gonna I have plenty more conversations, and I still wouldn't be an expert, nor would I ever claim to be, uh, or have, you know, a full grasp. Uh, I'm gonna to plan to do courses and conferences as they come, but like I talked to this judge, none of that really matters until you sit down in the chair, um, you know, even just for an amateur event. So even though I don't have interest in judging, I take that very seriously. And you know what? I I I I, I will look to do these challenges in the future. So. Um, but yeah, I know that's kind of went on a long tangent, but, um, the point is, even though, I got a, clearly a little bit salty about, you know, not getting love. Um, and especially because when I actually bring up these points that like, you know, my colleagues, whether they mean to or not, got me feeling all insecure about like, guess what guys, guess what the stuff again, I'm no fucking expert. I don't claim, claim to be, um, I can have and will be wrong in the future, but the points that I, a lot of the points that I harp on, you know, uh, things that I brought up as far as criteria, like 10-7 or this or that, visuals on tracking. I'm not crazy. I will say that. I'm not going to fucking say I'm, I'm this or that. I'm just saying I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. So I feel, I feel real good about that. And you guys can feel rest assured that I'm not just talking out of my ass here. You know, there's a reason why I watch the tape. There's a reason why I do the work, which is probably the reason why I get a little protective and uh, antsy. Um about certain things as you can see but uh it's so easy to, to throw shade out there you know uh, especially at, like the big media places or the big broadcast the big companies like ufc and this and that and i'm not saying that we shouldn't you know i'm not saying we shouldn't criticize things like fighter pay like really important things right i'm, I'm not i'm not saying that i am saying though that we could probably spend just as much effort to find positive things to say and you know and uh learn from people that we wouldn't even think we could learn from um, that's one thing that I'm kind of having my eyes open on this space, you know, it's just how many people like out there that you can really learn from in this game um, is insane, man, you know, um, like talking to these, like, I feel like, you know, everyone gives shit to the judges, but I feel like I have a lot in common with the judges, you know, um, you know, people that majority off surface level don't like, uh, people probably don't like, you know, I, I, I definitely fit that bill. Um, people that you know get wrongly assumed for their experience they actually have a lot of martial arts experience both traditional and relevant and and in the mma world uh check 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 here right um so like i, I probably have so much in common with so many of of these people so don't get me wrong i'm still gonna do my job fairly criticize all sides as, as i see fit but like again man I'm, I'm trying to be more humble and more positive too so uh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shit on uh uh Shit on it, you know. Uh, shit on the commenters who are, are kind enough to come to my show here, but I just and I'm not going to tell you guys what to say, what to think. They're your opinions. Please keep them. They're yours. Bless you. Uh, I'm just saying, you know. I, I think we could try harder to be be positive. I'm going to try harder at least. Uh, Makoto Kiyogoku, good to see you, Dan. Protect your neck, preferably with the two on one <laughs> with the two on one baseball pack grip. Yeah, baby. James Kendrick, Dan is an awesome analyst, always working hard and doing his best. I, I am trying. I am trying, folks. Thank you. I I'll give you what I got, um, but, uh, you know, you know me. I'm never up to the standard that I like, so I'm just going to keep trying to do better. Jermaine Ball. What's up, Dan? Feel like shit, just want Aldo to be champ again. I'm sorry you feel like shit, and you know what? I think Aldo being champ again would make a lot of us hardcores feel better. He's got a tough fight against Marab. 
look forward to breaking that down. Maybe not. I'll be sad. But we'll see where I end up on that one. Nick Wilson, how many times out of 100 does Amanda Nunes find a way to get caught in an armbar against Pena? Um, how many times out of 100? Shoot. I mean, I don't know. I'll say a couple. A couple times out of those 100. Why not? Um, oh, by the way, speaking of that last card and uh, Couch Side Judges, one of the things I meant to bring up um, as far as and this is perfect because this is something that I've been I've been wrong about judging and uh, one of the shots I wanted to give um, my guy Scott again I'm, I I keep giving shots as appropriate you know because uh, that's this podcast does this too much I, I shout people and other podcast I should do like what every other podcast does and pretend no other podcast exists and even when it's proper and their own friends that they're giving shouts to there's always that begrudging shit eating grin everybody has because they're good businessmen I'm not hating I'm, that's that's why I'm where I'm at because I. Try to do the work and give give people give people shouts. But Scott was absolutely right in something that he said on my podcast when I had him on for top five bad judging decisions, which was, um, you know, I was someone that's like, you know, we need new blood, um, you know, and to me that was being more positive than piling on to the judges. That was my thing, like let's get new judges in there instead of piling on these ones that we keep seeing the same results. That's the common thread, right? And it's not that I'm against that in spirit. I think in spirit it was obviously well-meaning, but. I will say where I was wrong at and what what Scott said, and it, we were reminded of this this last show, which was they need to be f- uh, sprinkled in, you know, sparsely, prefer- perhaps preferably paired with veteran judges. And we saw that, right? Um, and a lot of the, the scorecards, and I'm not just saying that because, you know, uh, one of my friends and listeners of the show was one of the, uh, was one of the, was one of the um, uh, judges on hand uh, during the prelims. By the way, for what it's worth, uh, I've not heard from him since like a week before because like a week before the show he told me he's like, I'm not listening to you or your shows and this and that I gotta like that, that which I love I'm like I'm a I'm the last person you should fucking have in your head when you're doing an important job of any kind and B um like dude I love that like knowing your biases and just filtering it all out focusing on the job kind of like when you have jury duty you're not allowed to read um, media articles for influence right because you're gonna adjudicate something kind of important. Um, so, but, but, so I'm not just saying it just to blindly defend. I, I definitely don't want to be that guy either. Um, I'm sure there are scorecards that, that many of those judges, you know, would regret though. There were some that were somewhat defensible when you go back and kind of look at it. And I will say w- w- not to alleviate them of all responsibility. They're the ones turning the cards in at the end of the day, but I will say their, their own commission is not doing those judges any favors by throwing them out there out of the nest and say, learn to fly real-time UFC fights with no safety net veteran judges of one or two, right? So um, I really want to refine my opinion that I was really strong about early in the year. I've come around. much. I'm, I'm much more in line with my guy, uh, Scott Fontana, there. Um, so I wanted to uh, hit that. And then I wrote 10-7 in here, and I guess that was – I already uh, concluded that with the judges because um, – that was one of the infographics going around. Everybody was saying their piece and uh, about that, and I went on that 10-7 thing. Well, uh, I felt bad. I thought I was putting out misinformation because I listened to the couchside judges, and they are saying that was taken off. And I'm like, okay, was it officially taken off? Or was it one of those boys club thing where they fucked up the 10-8s and we've been doing a rubber, ga- rubber band since Blockowitz yawn, right? Was it one of those deals where it was unofficial? And it looks to me like it was unofficial because I went to literally all of the official websites, and they still list the uh, 10-7 with the definition that is important. One of the good, few examples of good writing that I really get behind in the criteria where 10-7 should warrant a stoppage. Um, well, uh, yeah. Um, by the way, high level, 
judge used for UFC fights um, said uh, that uh, that per- that person said that they are not aware of, of such change and they they're on the same page as me um, as far as that goes, which was nice because like I was shouting in the air on Twitter, um, you know, to 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 to, uh, to no avail, um, and um, and yeah. So, uh, so I, I can confirm that with you, uh, with you right here. No, I'm not a, no, I'm not a judge's show, but that I felt was apropos. Um, so I wanted to clean up those notes before we move on to the breakdown here. All right. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Uh, real quick, clean up this chat. Since y'all are uh, giving love, I might as well. Uh, Nick Wilson, how many times out of 100 does? Okay, you, you already said that. Kimball Mercer, are you familiar with John Hyun Ko? Hey, who is currently training in Bang Tao with the likes of Zhang Wei Li, Tai Tuivasa, the Hickman Bros, and will be taking a fight. Will you do the same thing? I wish I was training down there with John, man. It's so awesome. I I, I gotta keep tabs on what's going on. I just kind of see what he posts on Twitter. But yeah, I'm wishing John all the best, man. He's such a nice cat. Um, and uh, go give John some love. Yes, very yes, familiar. Uh, Una Lee Park, good evening, Dan. What do you think of Moreno's left kick to the liver on Kaikara France's retreat? I've been practicing it lately, but my distance has been a bit, a bit off. Any tips from a southpaw? Well, uh, he switches. It's more of a switch kick than a southpaw switch. Um, so he's actually throwing it from an orthodox stance, and he's always throwing it in combination, so he's using the momentum um, off of his right hand. So it's a completely different setup than setting it up from a southpaw. If you are a southpaw... Um, Right, uh, your power hand's still gonna set it up, but your power hand's gonna be a left. Um, you'll see the classic one, two, head kick, sneak over, right? Cerrone uh, made a career, you know, hit, uh, knocking do- some dudes with that one. Uh, you could do the same thing theoretically to the liver. There's one, one, liver to get their, you know, shell up. That's a little more low percentage, in my opinion, but it's less committal. Uh, whereas, again, if you want to do it from a Moreno, it's more one. And on that two, he's stepping out. Uh, he's getting you to throw your guard up, giving you something to respect, possibly hitting you, so then you really don't see the body shot, right? And giving you a reason to move into the body kick uh, while his foot is facilitating the step. So it's right cross as the left foot facilitates that step out, and that's where that winding, corralling power comes from the kick. Uh, as I noted, and as someone uh, I tagged and I retweeted them, if you want to go to my timeline, at MMA, they actually wrote an article breaking down the sequence, and they credited me because in my analysis... Um, and I tweeted this, as, uh, you know, and I actually tweeted it live too when he was going for it. Was that Kai Car France tends to fade, crouch, dip, all of the above to the right side much more and much harder than his left. So you couple that, and those shots were kind of carte blanche. It's kind of the reason why I picked Moreno the first time. Moreno, of course, has refined a lot since then, and we saw the results. Kraus must have picked it up too because he's a super smart guy. So props to James Kraus who was calling for that. Hope that breakdown will suffice. Um, I'm going to uh, get to one more question, then we'll get to the breakdown, and then we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get um, we'll get that. Uh, Krombopolis Rosen, what's up, Dan? What is your favorite food to eat after you train? Um, you know what? Shoots, man. Um, I've been really bad. I've been, like, eating, like, protein bars, and then I have my smoothie, and it's, like, not enough food. But today I um, treated myself to... Uh, um, a breakfast sandwich, not a fast food one, a homemade one. Um, just uh, easy over uh, egg, uh, bacon, um, uh, some cheese, toast, and uh, yeah, just that yolky goodness. And then of course vegetable food smoothie and fruit, and um, protein bars. Um, yeah, is the rest of the day so far. I'll probably have fish after this. 
and go to sleep. Um, I want to touch on my guy Ghost, let him give him a chance to retard, and then I'll, I'll continue with the breakdown. Dan, I went on a Twitter rant after seeing Junkie hit pieces last week. I sent a tweet saying that Junkie was... Eh, but then I remember you were there. Much respect to your work. Well, I, I appreciate it, man. And again, you're welcome to your opinion, and I appreciate you being here, Ghost. Um, I will say, you know, and I, I got to be better at, at, at um, shouting my colleagues out here. Um, but each of them have some really good specialties, and I'm glad they're doing their things. Of course, I always shout out my guys, George and Ghost. I have my guy, Danny Segura, doing the... Uh, Doing the Spanish, uh, do, doing all that Spanish-speaking coverage, man. I, I really, I really appreciate uh, the love that he gives the the Latin scene, uh, Latinx scene there. All right, we're gonna go break down this fights. How about we do that? It's gonna be UFC uh, on ESPN 40, UFC Santos Hill, UFC on Vegas 59. As we are uh, 24 minutes in, wow. Yeah, I was kind of just bullshit with you guys for a minute there, wasn't I? Um, but yeah, uh, we're, this will be pretty fast. Um, if you guys. Yes, even though I'm on video and I'm a little less uh, encouraged to be a, a goof, goofy idiot. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is Jamal. Jamal, both do it if you're coming in. Fight week. Uh, finding Sean Connery's favorite fighter. You know, he loves him some Jamal. Uh, and uh, I mean, Jamal was like, what the fuck is wrong with this analyst? Why does he keep bringing up this pedophilic Scottish guy movie when, whenever I fight? Just go watch Finding Forrester. Uh, minus 300. Uh, Tiago Santos plus 250. My breakdown's already up at MMAJunkie.com. The in-depth there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I I, I really uh, I, I really like Jamal Hill in the spot. I know I've been wrong about inside the distance before. I, I probably shouldn't have bet it with Ankle Live, especially my breakdown. I went back that Ankle Live Santos breakdown. I'm like, okay, this doesn't end in the first, like, seven minutes. It's definitely going the distance. And, of course, I bet it's end in the first seven minutes, and it didn't, right? And I definitely went the distance. So I wasn't wrong, but I definitely bet wrong on that one, right? And Santos is just frustrating. And, and even bets aside, and I hate saying this because, again, shouts to my guy Alvin Yakutori, something, you know, this program's really instilled in me, you know? I mean, it's just like, you know, it's just like, ah. Oh. You know, the, 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 we got to remember to respect these guys and what, what they're really giving up in there. I've went through surgeries, not with the kind of surgeries that Santos had. I can't imagine how, how unfun having both his knees. I saw him on the apex, you know, with Yana uh, Kunitskaya helping him around, man. That, that was some serious stuff. And, um, yeah, you never know what they're going through, right? It's it's tough it, It's tough to get in there. It's not fun to be in there. Uh, but, yeah, it's no, also no denying that we're not seeing the same Santos. He's really uh, tense as he threatens to throw and very tentative when he – actually throws um, and looks to counter with punches uh, not as much kicks although if you this would be a great fight to test kicking defense um, you know I want I would like to see Jamal Hill's uh, leg kick defense tested um, Santos will still kick the leg of a southpaw um, although that might insulate Hill in some of his matchups thus far and you know I couldn't see what the block or if it was an improper block but the results look like an improper block that fat well um Jamal Hill had on his arm just from a short fight. So, you know, if I was Santos, I would want to test that kicking defense. That being said, um, Santos, man, left hand seemed to hurt him the most, aside from, like, maybe, like, David Branch and then Musasi catching him off the break. Like, out of those instances, like, left hands really seem to take him. Even from orthodox fighters, especially from southpaws, Eric Anders um, was able to do uh, more damage than I realized. Uh, I know Cesar Fajeda submits him, but he actually rocks him with a clean left cross. Um... And, uh, and yeah, whether it's clean left crosses or the Czech right hook counter from uh, Dagestani Stipe, Mankabed Ankalaev, um, those are money too. And Jamal Hill doesn't leave uh, home without 
all the weapons a southpaw shouldn't leave home without. Um, he likes to pressure into his counters. Uh, he looks to have an underrated ground game, though I'd like to see that tested. I don't think this is the fight that would. If Santos does try to take him down, um, you know, perhaps it's going to be in the first round after he gets rocked, even if that's not a part of the game plan. So whether he's going to be a cheeky vet or he's just trying to survive as he tends to, tends to, do, tends to do, I'm kind of expecting some wrestling. Maybe not meaningful wrestling, but some wrestling from Santos in the first round. And between that, the tentativeness, uh, potential feeling out, which I don't think Jamal Hill is really going to allow for. But between all those scenarios and combinations, we could definitely get it ending either way in the first round, but I'm going to say to the second round. I know contrarian and even arguably smart, you just say it goes long because it's going to be, you know, say what you will about Santos, this is a step up. Say what you will about Santos, he can draw fights out. Say what you will about Santos, you know, as we saw with Ankle Live, he can still counter with guys and get in their head. You know, um, Jamal Hill is not exactly, you know, he's got a good sense for shots, but he's not like he's uh, defensively impervious. You know, uh, a lot of his height and his style insulates and encourages maybe a little bit of drawbacks and head up in the air a bit. Perhaps he could get caught there, maybe get caught out of position with a sporadic counter. But I'm actually I'm still gonna go with Hill uh, round two finish. Everything's too juiced. Um, I didn't do it yet, but I may parlay Hill with someone else and see if I can get um, maybe not plus money, but uh, but yeah, I'll I'll tell you who if I because uh, Hill's more. Uh, parlay fodder at this point maybe you throw him in like a uh, you throw Hill inside the distance even though it's chalked up but you throw that in a prop parlay because it'll 10x the uh, not 10x but you know it'll amplify the value if you will so um, yeah that, that's what I'm going with on this uh, I don't think I'll get too I don't call too crazy for my pick but uh, I will check the chat James Kendrick Dan are, you, you're still the best ah, you're too kind I, I, I'm not the best I don't claim to be but uh just that I get love is, is more than I could really ask for, to be honest. So thank you. Um, Jamar Stevenson, do you know who Zhang Wei Li is? I've noticed that she's been being brought up lately in most MMA shows and podcasts as well. As I, you start paying attention to her fights. <laughs> I'm getting trolled with all the Zhang Wei Li stuff. I love it. I love it. Yes, I, I am aware. Uh, Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. Sup, Dan? I'm depressed as fuck, but let's hear about MMA. Um, man, I'm sorry you're depressed, man. I, I, my, I you know, um, I, 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 hopefully me, me getting MMA not too long there, uh, can help and me not, you know, maybe me being an idiot or not being an idiot can help cheer you up because, uh, depression is the real man. And, uh, I, I, I suffer from some too. It's under, it's under the umbrella, uh, it's under the umbrella of my, uh, neurological disorders. Um, so, you know. I, I definitely feel you, and uh, you know it's uh, it's part of the reason why you know I, I, I you know I've been tentative about uh get getting back into things and stuff, and you know hey maybe if I get hit in the head it'll 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 balance things out right Dan it doesn't work that way okay well you know you could try I could, don't don't take that medical advice by the way don't do what I'm doing Dalen don't do what I'm doing but exercise actually can help um, or it it definitely helps it's scientifically proven and. I'm not trying to be a bootstrap bro or whatever. Get in the gym. Get over it. Or anything like that. But I do think moving around and, and working out, for what it's worth, my two cents uh, helps. Not that you're asking for my advice. Not that I'm qualified to give it. Just just out of love. Mark Fellows. I, I was wrong on the Powerball numbers last night. None of us are perfect, DT. Uh, Synchro Wing. Hey, Dan. What do you think of the other analysts like Jack Slack? I love Jack Slack. Ghost fan of 98. 
who does not really care about judging unless it's a robbery. Is that the, is that shade, shade at my guy Ghost? Um, uh, Ghost has been been pleasant to me, man. Um, again, you know, I, I got I got to defend my my junkie brothers and sisters who who all do great work. Uh, Matt Wells, Farah Hanoon, uh, Nolan King, uh, you know, Abby Subban. But you know, hey man, I, I I got everyone's welcome to their opinions, and uh, Ghost has gotten plenty of love in this chat too. So he's got good he's got good credit here. R.J. Birdle, how awesome would it be if Zhang Weili becomes champion again with an entirely new skill set she's been developing? I saw on SCMP they are very excited for her training in Bangtao. I am too, man. Especially just you know after what we saw last time and the fact that. Uh, not that it would, because again, the Hickman brothers uh, come from uh, wrestling programs here uh, stateside. But like, yeah, just to see that her wrestling is still like right intact with that style, oof, it's freaking, it's freaking awesome. All right, let's go to the co-main event: Jeff Neal plus one fifty-five, Vicente Luque minus one eighty. Um, I'm gonna blow through the rest of this fast, folks. So if you get your stuff in the chat in and distract me while you can, uh, dude. So this one I was leaning toward Luque because like I love Luque, right? Um, and maybe, you know, is it, oh, you, you, you know, you got Luke wrong the last time out and you love Luke too much that you get blind spotted on the, the rematch or the, you know, I just talked about the time where, you know, uh, when I finally fade these guys for like, when I do the MMA gambler impression, I always fucking fall on my face, right? When I try to fade the old guy and I tried to do that there and, and fell on my face and maybe this is a guy I get wrong no matter if I'm picking him or picking against him. Um, that being said, I went back to see how he does against Southpaws. By the way, Santos' record against Southpaws two and two. Um, Luque's record is three and one. The only one he lost to was Leon Edwards, of course. Beat Mike Chiesa. Thought that was going to continue there because of the grappling, a la Michael Graves, as well as uh, Leon Edwards and Bilal Muhammad moved in uh, in there to beat Luque. At least you know this later iteration of Luque, not including his early career, which is that he's got a shoddy record deceptively, right? I'm uh, not taking a shot. I don't. I don't care about that stuff. But I'm just saying it surprises most people for for most people's standards and expectations um, with this caliber of fighter. And uh, I'd be happy if he wins. But um, I don't know, man. He looks like he's doing more of this at Sanford than Serrato. But at the same time, I don't know if that really makes a difference. Uh, looking handsome as ever, Luke. Of course. But I don't know if that makes a difference because uh, you know he was a little too tentative. He said because it was his first five round fight, fell into the trap fell behind that actually makes sense in retrospect right and, and luke can be uh, susceptible to uh if he doesn't get his moment then he's kind of sitting there waiting taking shots letting his opponent score on him both grappling and striking right he's not defensively a, a, a mastermind he, he relies on the show with not a lot of head movement so it, you know it, the fact that he can see him and take a little bit off it i think he depends on that but sometimes it looks like he can see it straight on and it still knocks him down no matter how slow the left cross from brian barbarina is and i love brian barbarina not taking a shot on him man by brian barbarina i've been taking him when no one else has taken this guy against sage Northcut back in the day calling the round two by elbows lawler definitely not taking a shot on my guy brian barbarina but he is not an example for speed or athleticism and he was just lighting uh, Luke up clean as day. And this was a later on Luke too, right? Um, and Bilal, even in that fight, when he was switching a lot of southpaw, uh, he hit him with a ton of uh, whenever he committed to a clean left cross from the southpaw stance. And Bilal doesn't even really fight from that stance that much. And he was tagging Luke. Uh, Mike Chiesa, even though he lost, he actually... Uh, he actually uh, hits Luke with a clean one-two in their really brief respite standing. And that clean one-two snaps Luke's head back and cuts him, busts him wide open, actually, and forces the grappling exchange. Uh, that was Mike Chiesa, you know? And not, not taking a shot at Mike Chiesa, I'm just saying, that's, that's not his bread and butter, right? Um, so, 
I can't ignore these things, and you, I think this is a matchup thing, you know. Um, I think Je I think Jeff Neal hasn't looked good. It's been whether I picked him or picked against him, it's not been competent, right? Um, I should have known better than to pick against. Aside from his weird behavior of like, you know, must clinch Magni, must clinch Magni. Aside from that weird behavior, I should have listened to the style aspect that just Neal headhunts. He doesn't go to the legs and body. Um. You know, but stylistically, I think this is a good one for him. He can headhunt because even though that is the one place Luke defends off of the eye test because he puts his hands up, as was reminded, you know, to us today uh, in classes that MMA gloves aren't meant to shell. You know, this is a really bad defense. It's better than nothing, but it's a really bad defense in MMA and just shelling, especially without head movement and uh, uh, footwork, uh, so forth. You know, and his footwork has mainly come forward into these shots, right? If anything, so um. Yeah, man. I, I just think that I think that Jeff Neal can light him up all day. Um, Jeff Neal's takedown defense is good enough to where if Luke wants to try any of that deals, even though Jeff Neal was much more of a cage grappler and ground and pounder than people might realize if you actually go back and watch his regional fights when he first started, he's obviously involved into a clean striker. It's almost been a year since we see him. I'm assuming that he's going to be a lot healthier now, finally coming around the corner. He had a lot of fights back-to-back -back coming right out of that health scare, right? Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I just think there, there is some value at first. I was like, Oh, Luke, but I'm not going to pay the price on him. But now I'm like, Oh man, like this could be the first guy that stops, uh, Vicente Luque. I, I'm actually going to officially pick Neil by decision. I think you can get neighbor at a plus 400. If you want to bet that Neil stops him by KO, or if you want to bet that Neil gets a decision plus 400, which I'm probably leaning more toward with Luque's durability. This being a three rounder, um, and uh, I haven't played it yet, but I'm thinking about just going maybe a three-quarter unit on Neil, um, which I, I which should bank me at least a unit uh, with a little bit of change. I don't know if it's a quarter unit in change, if depending on what number you play him at. You know, right now it's plus 155 to plus 160, maybe lower at some houses, plus 145. Uh, but I want to take that three-quarter unit on the money line and then take the another quarter unit to make it a whole unit total, clean even. Maybe put that on decision, so um, you potentially double dip. And if he does knock him out, it's a shocker. But you got the you got the money line. You kicked for the coverage, and you know you maybe still maybe clear still maybe still clear a unit uh, even if you you know you eat a quarter unit on the decision prop. Um, Fortis MMA they've been on a run lately, and I've been paying every time I've been picking and betting. I mean, not just picking against them, but for whatever reason, I end up betting against them, and that's just been really bad when they're on these runs. I know they went on a lull, like, uh, it seemed like last year or so, maybe through 2020, but uh, I feel like everybody's back and clicking, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm actually, I surprised myself here, folks. Don't worry if you don't want to follow me off the cliff, but I'm on Neil. I will repeat. Um, I'm not going to have a lot. I actually got hooked up. Thanks, thanks to my guy, Nolan King. I got hooked up with some links for this Ultimate Fighter. I haven't watched Ultimate Fighter since Tough 10. I'm not going to go back to watch this season. I am just going to go back and watch just the fights of these fighters fighting. And I will probably end up on the... I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. These are tightly lined, some of them. Uh, Brogan Walker, plus 105. Juliana Miller, minus 125. Absolutely nothing to tell you. I have nothing to tell you on these fights. Uh, Muhammad Usman, plus 210. Zach... Uh, Paugua, minus 250, must be good um, if he's uh, you know a, a two to one favorite at heavyweight over uh, the name, the name fighter, right? I 
have no clue. It probably makes sense if you actually watched it, because I didn't. So look at look how fast we're breezing through the rest of this card, folks. Um, I'll stop after the main card to check the chat, and then we'll blow through the rest of these prelims and get on out of here. Um, Sergey Spivak, minus 255. Augusto, Sad Belly, Sakai. Uh, shout out to my guy, Braschuk. Uh, is That's his nickname there. But, um, yeah, uh, plus 215. Uh, I like Spivak here. I didn't look too deeply into this one. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I can tell you right now, I'm picking Spivak. Probably going to be looking at second round. Especially if I can get around plus 450, maybe a little sprinkle. Um, I'll see where I end up on this. I'll post where I end up on this. Uh, I just got to rewatch uh, Sakai's last fights. He's at American Top Team. Looks like he's been putting in the work. You know, he got there about eight weeks ago um, to do the eight-week camp. Um, Spivak, though, has been training with a bunch of killers out here in Vegas, as he has been for the last over a year now. Um, he's just been kind of continuing on that positive flow. I know he had that hookup, uh, uh, hiccup to Aspinall, but that's Aspinall, and that was on really short notice. That was like on like, what, like a week notice? Like less than a week maybe even, folks? Like it was crazy. So, you know, you can kind of throw that one out of there. I know that also happened in the UFC Apex small cage. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, grounded pound stoppage late round two. Um, as of right now, maybe I change. If I do, I'll, I'll, I'll post it. Because um, there, there's a couple that I want to go. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm fixated on the pick. Um, I did some 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 base level study, but I want to I want to dig a little deeper because you know how I like to be thorough, thorough, Mr. Lebowski, thorough. Um, and opening the main card is, of course, none of the divisions like hell will freeze over before they ever open a division with bantamweight, featherweight, or lightweight. Because why, why would you open with those divisions? It's not like you want action, pace, quality MMA with the potential for still deceptively high knockouts or submissions. Why would you want that? Let's go with middleweight, light heavyweight, or WMMA. And we'll stick some, you know, mid to low tier heavyweight on main cards because death and fucking taxes with these UFC fight night cards. Say what you will about Joe Silva, but the man knew how to fucking structure a card, you know? We, 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 we get Sakai and Spivak as, as the dark fight. We get, get it the fuck out of there. You know, we get uh, we, we get McKinney and Gonzalez at 155 opening this motherfucker. Um, you know, Jamal Hill and Santos will fight for their ranking in the co-main event while Jeff Neal and Luke square off for a main event. How hard was that, folks? Come on. I'm sorry. It's not. A, it's a very hard job. It's a very difficult job. And, you know, the matchmakers probably hate me because I just, all I do is um, pat the evil man, Joe Silva, on the back and give them no love. But I'm going to stick with the gimmick if they're going to stick with this gimmick. They're both, both gimmicks are shit. So let's, let's stick with it. Um, but yeah, we got Ariane Lipsky, minus 175 versus Priscilla Cachueta, plus 150. This is actually, in their defense, this is going to be a, a, a fun fight. And in defense of uh, flyweight WMMA critics, this is going to be a, a fun stylistic fight with the way it matches out. Uh, I was leaning more toward Cachueta, who the value is on, not just because she's an underdog, but as we saw in the last fight, the head hunting, uh, in, you know, impactful strikes, whatnot. Um, these things do weigh heavy with the judges. And by the way, if you if you hear people talking about a round, and I've talked about this before, so you, my listeners are smart on it. But when it says uh, on the criteria, um, when when it says uh, you know uh, immediate over cumulative weight heavier, I don't disagree with that. But people get a little too um, reductive with their with their criteria, and you know even well-meaning people. Uh, uh, who try to follow the criteria will, will kind of go in too heavily into that one and get reductive because it's easier, right? To be like, ah, to parse and argue and 
mark who's doing what and cite who's doing what where. You know, that was the most impactful strike in my eyes. So that person wins. That's wrong. I talked to a judge. That is wrong. You do not do that. that is, it is a trapping of the criteria. Uh, but it's not how it should be interpreted. So I was a 100% right. I was going to say a 1,000 just to be hyperbolic. But 100% right on that. And I, I and that was something that kind of goes in one ear, one out the other when I when I, when I I bring it up to, to my colleagues on that one. So you heard it here, folks. Um, wanted to give that out there. But uh, but yeah, I, I uh, so I, I don't blame anybody for picking or playing Casueta. I'm gonna stay the hell away from this fight. But I actually came away picking Lipsky. Um, she can crack, man. She doesn't look like it. She hits the body. Uh, she can counter really good. Um, we, we haven't really seen her against like a zombie uh, on the UFC level, so that's gonna be interesting. Uh, but Casueta looks like she, if she does go for a takedown, she'll go for like a cheeky late takedown. Like that was something she just added in her last fight. It didn't mean nothing. I was like a hipster who even like uh, gave her one of the rounds where she did that. It was not for the fucking takedown though, because she didn't do anything with it. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, so so that's Lipsky's kryptonite, and Cashewade is just gonna give her a striking match, and she was actually kind of rocked um, in in some of those uh, exchanges. So maybe this could actually be the first time she stopped. I still wouldn't bet it. Um, I don't know what the number it is, but I'll tell you right now, it's not big enough for me to want to bet that. But it is a possibility. I do think she's going to get dropped in this fight for sure. Win or lose, Cashewet is going to get dropped in this fight. Um, if she gets back and keeps getting dropped, or Lipsky runs in it for a finish, creates a scramble, and then Lipsky gets finished, uh, maybe that's what happens. But she's going to get dropped. I, I, that's that's my one confident read. I'm going to pick Lipsky by decision, but it's going to be a crazy, greasy motherfucking fight with some uh, with some momentum changes. But uh, I'll go with the more refined striker. Uh, Counter strikers seem to give her fits, uh, Priscilla Casueta. So, uh, and that's Lipsky's game. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll take Lipsky via UD. Let's get over to these comments. Uh, Bernie Bartleby Jansen, um, did you know that when the liver gets hit, do you know when the liver gets that? Do you know when the liver gets hit? Is that what you mean? It causes. Uh, did you know that when the liver gets hit, it causes the vagus nerve am i being set up for something here the vagus nerve to lower blood pressure and heart rate thus leading to people being tired after being hit wow i mean i wouldn't be surprised man i mean it th uh, th that would make sense um you know as far as body shots still having that attritional uh th th that attritional damage not all body shots are liver shots obviously liver is located on one side folks that's going to be the right side below um just below the uh, the the rib cage, and uh, depending on where the belt lines are, it's 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 just it's 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 north of those belt lines. People will pull those belt lines up, but uh, you know, for for kidney protection and other sports and shit. But yeah, yeah, go for that liver, baby. Southpaws have the open target. That's cool. I have to look that up. I mean, it, it would make sense. It would make sense to a lot of the stuff we've heard preached to us from many sports, right? So yeah. Um, by the way, that body shot. Uh, question of uh, shouts to my guy Ryan I, I shouted him last again uh, and sure enough I shout out a good analyst Ryan Wagg and, and he came and he gave a better answer than I could on Twitter uh, for a uh, for as far as like cumulative um, cumulative body shots and stuff or as far as why we don't see uh, more in MMA and, and it's, it's fairly common sense when you think about it actually he just broke it down so well you know that like you know just a lot of things that could happen off of that and you know not as school striking too uh, Ghost Phantom Alvin is positivity king Yes he is Alvin's the man Shouts to Alvin Yakatori 
Uh, Synchro Wang, Alvin, the Prince of Positivity, makes everyone's day by respecting MMA despite the community, including myself, is toxic. Hey, man, you know, if, as long as we can admit our own faults, that's what, uh, you know, uh, I, I try to do too. I try to call myself on my own shit too. So, you know, hey, you're right. And then shouts to, shouts to uh, Alvin. Thomas Kane, sorry, I'm late. Did you talk about my girl, Myra Buena Silva, yet? No, we're going to talk about it. She's a lock. Only worried about Myra is hiding. Only worried Myra is hiding injury. Change of betting line looks too funny. Hope she's not hurt. I was wondering that the same because we'll get to that fight. We'll get to that fight. Stay tuned. She's at the very end, but I'm going to blow through this stuff really fast because um, that was one of the few fights. I was actually in the middle of watching right before I got on here, so it's fresh in my head. Jimmy Kudo, do you think Santos and Hill will be like Santos Walker where they faint and throw? I hope not, given my breakdown, um, but so far it won't hurt my bets. And if, if I do bet Hill, it's probably going to be probably just a parlay. So he can win a boy as long as he wins that boring decision, right? Um, James Kendrick, Dan, you might not notice that most of the boys and girls from uh, Drake Riggs shows are here. And we always have a common theme, and that's to ask questions about our favorite fighter. John, I love Drake Riggs, man. I, do I, 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 I get to share some of the same people with that dude? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. MMA hipsters unite. Uh, Drake's a good dude, and, and I appreciate you. That explains why I probably get a lot of that love too. I know I've done, um, I've done South, uh, I've done South China Post shows with John Young Ko, uh, who was brought up earlier. Um, so you know, I get the connection, man. I welcome it. I just, I, I just kind of, I can't help but giggle at my own self because I always, you know, you know, I, I've went on some rants uh, involving, uh, you know, the treatment of 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 Zhang Weili and stuff. So it's cool to see the support come in. Um, Alvin's positivity, say the sword. Craig Johnston, hello, Dan. Want to send you some positive vibes after Alvin's comment. He's positive everywhere like Drake Riggs' show. Thank you, Craig Johnston, for continuing on the positivity. The MMA Jesus. I recognize, I recognize that profile pick. What do you think of coaches like Santino DeFranco and James Krause having paid betting discourse? Santino DeFranco has one? That guy sounds smart. Maybe I should sign up to his. Uh, James Krause says he, he makes his living off that, which is pretty crazy. I... Wish him nothing but the best, and I hope he keeps making a living off that. But that blew me away. And if you listen to my comments from the last show, maybe that's where, you know, again, why I can, I, I can, uh, you know, uh, sympathize with him on any potential stress that the man must be dealing with. But I, I sounds like he's doing well, and he deserves to do well. So all love to James Krause and and Santino DeFranco, um, Thomas Kane. Yep, uh, exercise helps. Sun helps me for as far as depression. Being around dogs that helps too. Uh, my doggos that helps with depression. Uh, I got my dogs visiting me when I'm on the bench, on my bench. Oh, yeah, dogs are great. Dogs are great. Okay, I'm going to save it and go to the rest of the prelims, and I'll get to you guys later. I want to blow through this. I appreciate it all. Feel free to like below if you haven't, and subscribe Daniel, Tom, and May to join the party in the live chats. On to the prelims. Mikhail Oluksajic, uh, minus 600. Sam Alvey, plus 450. I don't know if it's going to help you guys uh, to pick this fight, but Sam Alvey is 4-4 four and four against UFC-level southpaws. And boy, does that record run the damn gamut. Doesn't tell you much, but I wanted to give that to you. Um, Mikhail Oleksajic's weird. Like, he loses to OSP, who I don't think lists himself as a southpaw because he switches stance, but primarily fights and fights arguably his best out of the southpaw stance. So if you want to count that, yeah, Oleksajic's weird. I don't think Bo Modestus Bukowskis is a southpaw uh, or anything. And then Khalil Roundtree he beat, but it's listed as a no contest because he tested positive for something. And Khalil is a southpaw, so he probably should be 1-0, but he's probably more like 0-0-1, if that makes sense. Either way, um, 
you know, just like I give crap to stats uh, on fight metric and other places, and that's not to give crap to Richard Mann. He's an actual legit statistician, good dude. Shouts to Richard Mann. But um, I got to call out my own stats too. They're, they're, they're not very meaningful. I'll tell you when I think they are, but, you know, I'm going to keep that same energy I keep with all stats. I'll, I'll throw the shade at my stats too. Uh, and uh, I don't think we need too many stats for this to pick this fight. I think a lot of us are on Mikhail Oleksajuk. Um, you know, the body punching and corralling is going to be good, and the cage positioning is going to be great. The only thing I worry about is Oleksajuk, who, you know, has some questionable fight IQ, to say the least. Does he try to go for takedowns? And because uh, Sam Alvey is actually deceptive at counter-clenching. So that's kind of the worry. Does he, does he make the fight uglier than he needs to? Then he gets tired. And either finished or gets juked on a draw or decision, right? Especially at that high of a price tag. Um, I'm hoping Alex Sajic gets him out of there if I'm paying that price on it. If you got him earlier in the week, uh, good on you. But I'm sure you're still hoping for the same, man. Because it could be uh, much more sweaty than a minus 600 should. That be that being said, I'm rooting for you. I'm with you. I'm picking Alex Sajic, uh for the win against uh, Smiling Sam. You know, uh, he should steal a podium on the way out, like the guy that, like, 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 he, like he did on January 6th. Uh, shout out to that photo. It looks like Smiling Sam. Terrence McKinney, minus, eight, minus 850. For those listening on audio, I just did a really long stare and breaking the third wall because I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm going to pick Terrence McKinney here um, to get it done early. Uh, you know, Eric Gonzalez can be finished. Um, he will... Uh, he looks like he could have a fighter that could be subject to having the fight that his opponent wants to have. In this case, it will be chaos. So I will pick McKinney. I did not look into this fight very deeply, as you can tell. I'm not going to claim to be. And I'm not going to be playing anything at what I imagine the bleed through on the props will be uh, for McKinney's inside the distance. I imagine that's juiced up also. Brian Battle minus 265. A little high. Did he open that high? Not quite high, but still 2-1. to one. Must be confident enough opposite Takashi Sato, who I know is a southpaw, but Battle, um, you know, he, he's, he's fought some deceptive dudes uh, earlier on in his career, but no southpaws that I recognize. I'm going to pick Battle for uh, output, um, but he's dropping down a weight class, so that's kind of scary, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I would be careful um, on that. I say that, and maybe I research it, and I like Battle, and I end up making him, like, my third leg because uh, Spivak minus 255 and Hill minus 300. Probably not alone to, if you pair those two up to get the plus money. Um, and I'm not big bankrolling it where I could just eat some chalk, which would probably wouldn't be bad considering what I am going to end up playing on this card. Uh, so I'm going to keep the door open for a possible third leg. Yeah. Watch that. Bolt the door if you're coming in. Uh, <laughs> I spy. Oh, sorry, Sean Connery. Um... Dan, what version of Finding Forrester did you watch? That wasn't the movie at all. Trust me. Trust me. Guess Van Zandt's got a director's cut out there with, with Sean Connery. got to do some Sly Stallone writing. Did I, did I ruin Rambo for you guys? Or, or Rocky? Huh? Rocky? Right? No, I'm sorry. He calls a 12-year-old girl a whore in that movie. I'm just saying. That's what Rocky does. He's kind of a creep. Go back and watch it. I'm not lying about that. Go back and watch it. Um, before I ruin any more of your classics, let's move on to the next fight. Jason Witt plus 195. Josh Quinlan minus 230. Um, Quinlan, I actually cornered it against this guy on not even the amateur. It was a pro fight, actually. Yeah. Uh, I actually cornered against Quinlan. He tends to get his work done fast. Um, and Witt, you know, doesn't have, you know, the greatest chin. Um, I don't blame anybody for, you know, playing play Witt for the upset small cage. 
Uh, he's going to be uh, the bigger guy physically and the better grappler on paper. But this Quinlan kid's really, uh, really athletic, uh, really thick set. Um, could have improved a lot since we've seen him last. And those things, the, the thing is with these quick finishers, you kind of, you know, it, it can be a double-edged sword when they're this young in career. You kind of don't know uh, what else they could possibly have. Um, I'm seeing plus money for Quinlan by KO or inside, so I'm probably going to take a small stab on that, to be honest, because I've seen this kid work in person, too. Um, know, thy, know thy enemy. But uh, I may look into it a little closer before I pull the trigger. So keep an eye out at DanTomMMA on Twitter, the only social media I'm really super active. Um, DanTomMMA, if you can find me on Instagram, too, I guess. Smash. Probably post more training stuff on there. Uh, but yeah, um, let's go. Uh, Corey McKenna minus two twenty-five. Miranda Granger plus one ninety. Oh boy, do I have uh, not a lot of opinions on this fight? I haven't looked at it. May not, unless I'm looking for a parlay piece. But I probably don't want one in, in this in this uh, department. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll see where I end up on that fight. Um, I will tentatively like the tough fights. I'll tentatively take the favorite until I, I post or say otherwise. Until I look into it. Um, lastly, but not leastly, uh, Stephanie Edger. And I'll, I'll clean up the chat before I get out of here, folks. Stephanie Edger, minus 125. Myra Buena Silva Chitara. Um, open at minus 130, but plus 105. I'm seeing her at plus 115 at one of my houses. Um, and uh, basically, yeah, um, you know I like my girl Chitara, man. Uh, you know, she was like female Chucky Olives, but I don't know if she's at Shootbox. It looked like she was training in Brazil and... Um, at her, at her normal gyms, but uh, went up to CSA to, to work on her Muay Thai and striking um, with a, with a good coach for that, um, who does well with the, with, with the ladies in particular as well. Uh, Fitzgibbons, Kyrian Fitzgibbons, I believe, um, CSA. Uh, so that that's not a bad thing. The girl already hits. She already has, you know, the Muay Thai uh, kind of in her bones, so to speak. That's what her, her style bias he goes towards. So it's the right direction. She recently got her brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. She was already a good pearl belt that was arm 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 barring arm bar chicks for whatever that's worth. I know the arm bar is kind of a always there and always present. You know, you know, you you you, you always got to respect it, but you also can't overvalue it, right? So that'd be the interesting dynamic here because it's both their weapons of choice. Stephanie Edgar, you know, um, it says she's got three as many TKOs as she does submissions, but keep in mind, one of those was a corner stoppage tomorrow. Mara Romero Borella. Uh, who was in the UFC, and the other was that weird stoppage I recently rewatched against Shayna Young. She would have won that fight anyways, I, I, me thinks, but you know that was a weird stoppage. That wasn't really a, a real TKO. And then there's it's so then it's a, some other lone TKO that I, I didn't go back and watch. Probably not footage out there, and it's probably some super low level fighter, and it's probably on the ground to elbows. So the point is, she really either wins by decision or mainly by submission. Um, and armbar, she does have a really good armbar. A couple ways to going into it, it looks like. A uh, big, athletic girl. Um, as you guys know, I'm on the prop squad, and I'm still working those things out. And, you know, for a girl that's going to go for the armbar, um, you got, um, you know, at least for WMMA armbar specialty, you got kind of underdog odds on it since Edgar, even though she's the favorite now, she moved to the underdog, but you still got the uh, – she moved or – she, or she, she opened as the underdog. Uh, but you got her uh, sub that opened at plus two six hundred, which is too high. I'm seeing it at plus five fifty at BetMGM, which is also where Myra Buenasova plus one fifteen is here. So 
I'm going to take my unit and do a 75-25 split like I did with Neil and Luke, except instead of all on Neil, I'm splitting. I think I'm going to split it here. I think for my, my long shot, I'm going to do Edgar, $25 plus 550. What is that going to be? Like, what, 150 or something off the top of my head or something like that? Um, so if that hits... And even if you play Silva plus minus 75, you're still, what, were you profiting, what, at least three-quarter unit profit there? Uh, whereas Silva, who's going to be my pick here, and I wasn't going to play her at chalk, but now that you're going to bet her down underdog, you got the value argument, which is all you technically, not that you need, do whatever the fuck you want money. I can do whatever what I want. Who cares what anybody says, right? But if we're trying to be fair, critical, keep that same energy, all that stuff, um, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off track here. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I might play Silva here, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, I might play Silva here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Value argument, yep, because of the line move. But uh, honestly, I think she's the harder hitter if it goes to decision. Uh, I think she could knock out Edger, Edger. I think she could get her own submission, by the way. Um, but you kick for coverage because you're getting plus money on her. Um, and if that, you know, and the only way I think she loses, I don't think she loses the decision to Edgar. Even if Edgar gets takedown, she's really going to have to dominate position. And if she dominates position, she's probably getting the armbar, right? Um, for her to dominate decision enough to get a decision if she doesn't get a finish, you know? Whereas there's multiple ways the fight can play out, and Myra Bonasova should still be the more impactful fighter as she looks to be. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that's what I'm going to do. And then if, you know, Myra Buena does win. Um, what is that? A unit return or whatever? Three quarter unit at plus fifty, pretty much like almost to, you know close to a close close enough to it, you know. So again, you're probably profiting about the same way again. And then you minus what the twenty five that you exposed if you took the flyer to kind of hedge. Then yeah, either which either side goes, you're kind of profiting right in that three quarter unit range, right? So I don't know the way the line flipped. It gives you that option if you see it the same as me. You don't have to follow me off this cliff. But don't be surprised if you see that Edger sub in my prop squad and article. Uh, and if it is in there, um, as I'll state there, as I'm stating to you here, um, and as I'll be transparent like I always am on my Twitter when I post my things officially, the pick, the play will be Silva, but the flyer in a hedging effort is going to be Edgar by submission. If you think I'm crazy, feel free to hit the chat. But hit that quick because I'm about to uh, get out of here after I clean up the chat. How did we do... On time, 101, not too bad, especially with all the time I dicked around in the beginning. Uh, to clarify my question from earlier, Ghost and Jack Slack seem to care more about technical details they can pick up and use in their own training than scoring a fight. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I, I don't disagree. I, I do that myself. Uh, I just, it's hard. I just try to talk about fights and all, all things, and I know we've all been kind of, and myself, been kind of diving into the scoring, so I'm sure that bleeds through. And I do think it's important to tie into the analysis, you know, because, you know, even before this stuff became a hot topic, you can go back to my breakdowns from like a year or two ago and you'll be you'll see like, oh, I'm picking Cannon here to not just beat Gastelum, but actually beat him by decision. Because if this makes it to the cards, even though Gastelum is a pressuring volume come forward fighter that'll throw more volume, I believe that Cannon here will have the more impactful counters uh, that'll resonate with the judges. So um, I feel it's good just another way to kind of show your work and translate it. Um, as technical as I, I, a nerd as me or any analyst wants to be, these fights ultimately take place um, in the in, in a sport known as MMA with its own official criteria, whether we like it or not, right? So I'm trying my best to meld all those worlds for less com uh, confusion and more uh, cohesion, if that's the right word, 
get us more on the same page, hopefully, in a perfect world, which will never happen, but we can try. Um, Synchro Wing, no shade, but just curious if there are people um, like that out there. No, yeah, I do I do things for my own training, too, like if I mark down and this and that, and totally, man, and, uh, and, and good on those guys if those guys do, too. Um, Good analyst. Nothing, no, nothing bad to say here. Alvin Yankatori, what a fantastic UFC card this weekend, and great, well thought out takes and analysis, Mr. Tom. I can't wait to root for all the fighters fighting and wishing them good health. Thank you for wishing them good health, man. You know, I just read that story, which I probably shouldn't have read, considering what I'm doing and getting ready to do. About like some amateur uh, got knocked down twice and died. I don't even know if it wasn't even a fight. I think it was expiring. Like, and then there's some bad medical regulation. There's always like a lot of. Extenuate, extenuous, extenuating, whatever the right word is, circumstances to these, granted. Um, but it just takes one shot. It just takes one shot, man. And you got to know that if you're getting in there. And maybe part of the reason I'm getting in there, it's like even if you don't get in there, the practices that I'm doing, even with beginners, you could argue what I'm doing is more dangerous because beginners are more dangerous. They're not in control of their power. Their timing's different. Um, they're just wild in technique. They don't know if something a break is there. They could just keep going with a submission. Like it's super dangerous. I'm getting. They don't clip their nails, and I'm just constantly getting scratches everywhere and having to just, <laughs> you know, like. Uh, but like, yeah, I, th that one shot could happen in practice. Getting ready for this, even if I don't want to fight, I could take a wrong shot and boom, that could happen to all these fighters, man. Like, when you think about it, it's stupid for 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 me or any of us to be doing this. When you really think about it, so rather than get on a moral high horse. Do what Alvin's saying. Respect him. Respect him. It's fucking dangerous, man. We talk a lot of shit. We bet. That's all good. I'm not telling you guys not to have fun. Have your fun. But respect these people at the end of the day. Um, Spart Helder. What are your thoughts on the fake teep tactic to close the distance? Good or bad or risky? Um, I don't mind it at all. Um, I mean, it could be risky if someone times you, but that's... Anything has a, has a counter that can be timed, right? You're on one leg. Um, you know, you... Uh, you know, you're not supported. You don't have your shock absorbers to take a shot as well. You have to be aware of that. But um, you can draw out defenses. You can get people to lower their guard if you've already hit a, a knee or a, a front teep to establish the threat. And it's a great way to switch stance. I'm a southpaw, um, and I hate shooting. Uh, the way I want to shoot, I'll have to shoot into someone's um, power stance, right? If I want to shoot the way I'm going to shoot in an open stance, uh, you know, if I'm going to dive forward on my lead leg and penetrate, it's it, it's a real habit to almost like put your head on, which is bad. And I got to put my head the other side, but my feet kind of F me up. So I'll actually use that fake teep step to get my left foot left foot in front of my le uh, in front of my right and kind of trick myself to shoot into an orthodox stance. Um, you know, and, and but, but I disguise that to give them a different look. So whether it's striking or even like grappling, like... That move can come in handy, so I, I like it. Ghost Phantom, uh, one of the things I've been working on is kicking the trailing leg when the opponent squares up to circle. Oh, nice, like Cejudo did against Cruz. Opinion on that leg. If you can do that and you've got a good beat for that, um, I am never against it. It's super It's super sexy, man, if you, if you can hit, this, hit, the, hit the trailing leg in movement. Harder, harder than it sounds, and again, back to the timing thing i mean a lot of these things are very timing dependent this is a different move than what was i just covered but yeah it, it's very it's very timing dependent um but if you understand that which if you're hitting it you've got some understanding and feel for the move i'm a big fan of it personally uh, again you know th there are counters when you expose yourself to 
again, going on one leg, kicking, right? There's always going to be counters to everything. Nothing's foolproof, but but good on you, man. Uh, MMA Jesus, I bet over 2.5. Neil by decision and Luke um, inside the distance slash goes the distance. No bet prop. That sounds like a lot of coverage there. If you if you if you spread that properly, that sounds like some good coverage. If you if you played that the right way, right? So good luck to you, Jimmy Kudo. Do you remember John Charles? Skarbowski on tough. He was GSP's drunk head coach. Oh yeah, I remember that guy smoking cigarettes and I wish I could live that life, man. Uh, and still be in um, the shape that guy was in to just fuck people up. Do you... Uh, you gotta go check out Skarbowski's Muay Thai instructions. They're very good. Okay, I, I definitely will. James Kendrick, how come Sean Shelby and Mick Maynard uh, are not good at structuring cards? I mean, I wouldn't say they're not good. I'm sure they can if they want to. Maybe they're not incentivized to. You know, the content machine, it's like there's not as emphasis on, on building these cards the same way because they're already getting paid. You got COVID and all these cancellations. And let's be honest, man. I know I'm, I'm giving him shit and going on my gig. It's an incredibly hard job, man. I'm sure McMaynard and Sean Shelby, you know, um, are fine gentlemen to their own right. Man, much respect to them. More than qualified to do their job. Uh, the experience those guys have put in the years. I Who, who the fuck am I to talk to them? But there are just some obvious things like, you know, if the sky is red, I'm, I'm, how am I not, when it's usually blue, how am I not going to, how am I not going to notice it, right? That's all. That's all. So I think they're, I think, I, I, I think they're fine. I think they could structure the hell out of cards if they wanted to and if they were incentivized to, if they had the time to. Unfortunately, in their defense, I'm not sure any of those th three things are, are, are in their slash our favor in that regard. Um, Ghost, I heard Priscilla Cachueta is Andraja's Andra, Andra sparring partner. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. I, I didn't see her in the socials, but um, they trained together for a while. I know Andraj has been traveling. My first thought was great sparring partner, Jessica. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, Kashuweta is not very technical and hasn't shown much improvement. So I don't, and I'm not blaming that on Jessica, her coaching staff. That's probably just who she is. She is trying to make improvements, but yeah. James Kendrick. Ghost shouting me out. I guess I am blessed. Mary Rui. Did you know Zhang Wei Li's English name is Maria? Maria. I once met a girl named Maria. Would you ever call her that if you interviewed her? <laughs> uh, unless she said it, I would need you from among the. And if she said Maria, then I would be like, oh. Ni hao, Maria. Uh, but yeah, she would have to. Uh, one of the few things I still remember how to say in Mandarin, what's your name? Ni jiao from among the. You can grade my pronunciation, Mandarin speakers. Um, Nandala Rasaya, pronounced with a hard G. Um, I don't know what I pronounced with a hard G, but I'll take it. Nick Wilson, um, pointless fun fact. Stephanie Egger has had three fights in the last year, all headlined by Tiago Santos, uh, Jamal Hill, and Johnny Walker all fighting each other. I noticed that too. That's funny you said that. James Kendrick, uh, I know we have to be positive, but why is Sam Alvey still in the UFC? Alvin says I don't want to see him. Uh, Alvin says we don't want to see anyone lose their job. <laughs> Alvey hasn't won since 2015. Yeah, he's even getting, like, puff pieces and stuff, man. Al Alvey's getting the treatment, you know? Maybe this is, like, a high-class send-off. Uh, you know what I will say, though? If he, if he inevitably loses this, um, I won't be mad if the UFC cuts him, but, uh, you know... I'm sure they'll send him off with, like, some kind of extra, you know, you know, paycheck to end that on a positive, you know? If he deserves that, I'll let you be the judge. I'm just trying to throw something positive out there, I guess. Go, Sam Alvey likes to hang around near the fence and uses lead hook. Yep, correct. It worked in 2011. Why do you think it worked back then? Um, Just 
the southpaw advantage, people not being as familiar with Sam, Sam doing the bulk of his career. Uh, he did a large part of his career in the regionals. I know he had a stiff on tough, tough, where he tried to make 170. But, yeah, I'm sure all those things kind of contribute to it. But, yeah, the southpaw advantage is real, right? You know, we saw uh, in some divisions you can just adjust the southpaw and uh, fucks everybody up. It's crazy. Um, Reina Lamina. Or Rain Lamina. What? Or would you and Drake Riggs ever do? I would I would do whatever with, with, with Drake Riggs. He just seems like a cool cat. I'd have him on this show. Whether it's a top five or a breakdown, I would go on and talk whatever he wants to talk about on whatever show he wants. Uh, Drake seems like a really cool dude. Oh my God, Drake, Drake's and Dan Tom Crowley would be the greatest thing ever. Oh, adult chat, baby. Yeah, we're getting a lot of those. Um, this is a great idea, Dan Tom and Drake Riggs. Great collaboration. Trigger. Okay. You, you, you triggered that with your 12 year old Rocky comment. Oh. Uh, Rocky. Uh, I love Drake Riggs and Dan Tom. Great people. Oh, look at all the love coming in. I, I appreciate that. The Dan and Drake Riggs love. Uh, we, maybe we'll we, we'll just have to do a uh, collaboration. Uh, almost to the end of here, folks, and we'll get out of here. Dan, I know you are a southpaw, but would you ever use a body jab, or is it only for closed stance situations? Orthodox southpaw. Why is body jab so underused? I've actually been working my body jab a lot lately, and I feel goofy, and I'm going to get countered every time. Um, I, I feel like it's fine as a southpaw. Um... I like the more one one two to the body, or two to the head three uh, the body two to the body as I'm angling off. Um, one thing I like to do as far as the body jab, I like what Junior Dos Santos does, and he angles out and shifts stances. So if I'm southpaw in an open stance matchup, and the orthodox fighter is coming forward, and especially if they're even slightly squaring to me, um, I will I will take my right foot. Uh, I'll take my my right foot. And I'm gonna mirror it with you guys. You know, actually, I'll just do it here. You guys have to do the mirroring yourself. You know, I'll take my right foot and uh, kind of step back to a 45 angle. And now I'm in an orthodox stance, right? Uh, and usually the, the basic step back, it, it loads the, the right hand counter. But there is a same, same time body jab. JDS is really good about doing this where you can kind of step off. And as you step and shift to that angle, you're changing your level, maybe dipping under a potential coming at you with a winging hook. And then hitting him to the gut with that body jab, and you still got that right hand counter, or you keep skirting off to a safe distance, circle, retake center. Um, something I'm kind of trying to work on right now. Body jab seems like a useful weapon since it can hit the body and show a level change. Seems like you could build a multiple. Yeah, that's exactly true. You know, um, that, that's something I was preaching to some of the other other members in class when they were asking about uh, changing their level for it. And I was saying the, the, the double to that is it's the same. It's a similar level change as a roll, as a similar level change as a shot. So you can parlay all these. You can parlay your defense with your offense whilst giving them a fake. There's three different things going on there, right? A grappling feint, a level change that's for a defense, and you're squeezing in an offensive little counter in there that hints the body jab, you know? Little things combining, right? Whether you're striking or grappling, the best are combining multiple things at once, right? The best grapplers are using their hands and their legs. Whether they're jiu-jitsu guys, whether they're more sambo or wrestler guys like Habib. Hands and legs, everything's working in conjunction. Uh, Zhao Chu, uh, Dan Hamilton, August 18th for me. Oh, are you competing on August 18th, buddy? Dan Hamilton? Good luck to you if you are. Uh, it, feel free to share what you're doing. What do you think of Zhang Weili stop using the head and arm throw? This is from Zhao Chu. Uh, she said that after training with Cejudo last year, Hickman Bros this year, she learned new techniques that she really likes. I'm glad that she's not doing the uh, 
head and arm throw. It's it's really counterable, and it's just way too common in WMMA. Andy G, Dan, late to the party, but we'll catch the replay. Thank you, Andy G. Ghost, Dan, you ever do you ever rear teep from southpaw, then fall into an orthodox stance, then jab? Rear teep from southpaw, fall into orthodox stance, then jab. Someone do it the other day in sparring. Yeah, I probably would, but that's a lot of crowding and coming forward, so it depends on A, what they're doing, and B, if I was coming forward, and even if I had a decent distance to extend a jab and and hit my target, I'm probably still going to maybe circle and step off with that jab, especially because I either hit them and disoriented them or forced them to have their guard up. So um, the countering and, you know, getting, you know, like a, uh, what do you call it? Like sometimes you can circle with your jab and it can go wrong if you do it lazily or at the wrong time. Do Ha Choi, Jeremy Stevens, right? Um, but you mitigate that if you attach the setup that you pitched. So I would just maybe you know add that pivot, pivot with a jab. Shout out to Volkanovski. Wow, very good, Dan Mandarin, Dan. Oh, was that was that pretty good? Cool. I probably just butchered someone else's name uh, previously, so hopefully it makes up for the name I butchered. Apologies uh, there. Uh your Jogar in, right? Hey, make it go easy on me. Give me the pian yi there. Oh, well, that's Chinese discount. I wouldn't. I'm gonna fuck myself up. All right, I'm gonna stop. Drake Rig loves lists. Okay, yeah, Drake Rig would be great for that then. James Kendrick, great job. Andy G. Do you believe John Jones actually gonna make a comeback? And is Connor leaving the sport? Uh, I don't keep track of what Connor's doing. This Roadhouse thing is stupid. It's just gonna give Connor more fuel, more. I'd would rather see the guy fight, but if he wants to be happy, do it. From a film perspective, ugh. Ugh, I want to see martial artists get roles, by the way, but ugh, leave Roadhouse alone, man. Leave Roadhouse alone. And is John Jones ever going to make a comeback? Um, I'm sure he eventually will. I'm just not, you know, I, I think he'll, I, I'm in the camp that I think he's a bully. Uh, and uh, he probably would have already come to heavyweight otherwise. And maybe he'll just be forced to for a payday, but we'll see. He's a great fighter. I'm not trying to take away, but he's got that bully mentality. And um, I think he likes being the bigger guy. Uh, I'm very much on the same uh, line of Connor Rebush. His thoughts on this. Shouts to Connor. Great analyst. Any tips on hooking? Uh, I, I'll, I'll be done here. All right. Sorry, I was meant to be a la- the question. Any tips on hooking the body off a jab? Um, I'm probably the worst at that. I'm working on it myself. I'm just, man, my, my sparring, my time, my sparring looks so ugly right now, folks. I'm embarrassing. I know analyst is different than actually fighting, but this is where I came from. I should be better at it, man. And, I'm a little embarrassed at what I'm putting out there. So I don't know if I'm the best at tips for, for super technical stuff, but I will give you guys what I got when I can. Thanks for staying with me. Um, if you guys are going to, you know, longer than I thought, but you know what, if you guys are going to be nice enough to attend and, and, and say stuff in the chat, uh, I'm going to do my best to address it as long as it doesn't get too overwhelming. So thank you for that. Um, uh, much love out there. Uh, good luck on your picks and plays. I'll post all my refined picks. Uh, well, well, let me uh, go over it actually taking hill over santos taking neil over luke i know um no pick on miller or walker yet check my mma junkie main pick article no pick on usman or zach pauga yet check my mma junkie uh quick picks and prognostications main card article that drops on fight day or my twitter at dan tom mma where i'll post finalized picks no i'm gonna take spivak over sakai uh just not sure my angle again check at dan tom mma for that taking lipsky over cashueta no plays will probably stay away uh, taking Mikhail Oleksajic over Alvi. No plays or angles there as of yet. Probably not. Same with Terrence McKinney, who I'm taking over the Ghost Pepper, Eric Gonzalez. Again, priced up. No plays as of yet. Probably won't look for any. Taking Brian Battle over Sato. Um, Going to take Quinlan over Witt, May Sprinkle. 
on Quinlan KO if I can get plus money. Small. And again, check uh, Friday night slash Saturday morning for all my uh, articles and pick posts and all that stuff, right? Um, tentatively taking McKenna over Granger, but I still got to watch tape on that. Again, check for my final picks. Taking Silva over Edgar, uh, but uh, playing both sides, uh, if you will, which will roll right into plays, I guess. I'm playing, going to probably play Silva at three-quarter unit, probably at plus 115. At that same house at BetMGM, are probably going to take a quarter unit um, in a hedging effort for Edgar um, by submission at plus 550. And the math should roughly equal out to um, if one of those hits, which is pretty decent coverage, nothing's guaranteed, of course. But if one of those hits, you know, we're walking away with uh, three quarter units at least, um, either either side. So if I if I if I read that right, that I'll take that. Um, I also am going to put uh, three quarter units on Neil, and I'm going to put a quarter unit on Neil by decision if I can get like a plus four hundred range number. Um, otherwise, I may just stick to three quarter shot on Neil. Um, I'm looking at Jamal Hill, Sergey Spivak as parlay pieces. I don't know what I'm going to pair them with because I don't feel like just parlaying them for chalk. I'm not like flashing that kind of a bankroll to just be fucking chalk eating like crazy anyways or heavily. Nor is this really the kind of cards that you want to. And my luck on fight nights, I'll be keeping it light. But that's what I'm on. Thanks, guys, for the love in the uh, in the chat. I appreciate all the love. Um, again, at MMA. Uh, YouTube, Daniel Tom, MMA. Like the video. Subscribe if you haven't already. Appreciate the help with the watch hours. Five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes always helps. Sharing at the PYM Podcast on all social platforms. The like, follow, subscribe will not pollute your feed, but it really does help. Uh, share, spread the word. Tag. I'll try to share you uh, in the process. Thank you, all. Good luck on your picks and plays this weekend. I probably won't be watching live because I'll probably be doing stuff for my birthday and enjoying my last week to fuck off before uh, it's gallows time. <laughs> but uh, good luck on your picks and plays, and always protect your neck.